You're listening to The Jay Barker Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. More important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? Can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in, you're tired, or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult if you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992, winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy, voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers, also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history, 35-2-1, member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times best-selling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX Studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. Will and Bryce are great. They're they do a good job every day in practice. They're very focused on what they want to do, what they want to accomplish. Uh, these guys are sort of driven individuals. That's why they've had the success that they've had to this point. But I haven't seen any indications at all that they're not continuing with that same drive to uh, be the best that they can be. They continue to set good examples for other players on the team. They're not an issue. Um, I, I think their leadership has been very, very helpful in helping other players actually continue to make good choices and decisions so they can be successful. Welcome to the Jay Barker Show. It's Jay, it's Matt, it's Lars. The gang is all here. We're Monday and everybody is in full pads now, I believe. Um, it's odd how they measure that out, but there's reasoning behind all of it hey jay barker what's up in your house oh okay lars how are you i'm doing good um been a busy morning got uh all three of my little rugrats here 
Lincoln Autumn Farah, three under the age of seven. Hopefully, we'll make it through the show. Um, really interesting yesterday, Pete Golding and uh, Bill O'Brien meeting with the media. And uh, it's the only time all year long we'll hear from a coach other than Nick Saban. And uh, I, I was just really impressed with Pete Golding. Um, just the, the passion and also the contrition that he showed for his DUI arrest in February and saying, look, I disappointed a lot of people. It was selfish and uh, I'm, I was wrong and that he has to suffer the consequences for it. And so certainly there has been consequences for him. But uh, I thought he did a really nice job of addressing that issue just head on. Uh, couldn't have been easy for him. But then just, uh, boy, just how uh, he, he comes off as very, very smart. He comes off, frankly, Matt, as a guy who's going to be a head football coach re- sooner rather than later. Well, and I, like you, really, um, I was pleased with the way he met this issue head on. And, um, you know, sometimes you feel, you hear somebody say they're sorry and they're, they're going to own up to it. And you think, okay, now he owned it. Um, I uh, also feel like that may spread over a little bit to the practice field. Because uh, he has a chance to have one of, if not the best, defense in the history of, of, of Alabama under Saban. So uh, he's coming out swinging. He's coming out strong. And uh, Saban was a little softer than he was after his first practice, which I kind of expected, uh, especially it being a Sunday afternoon. Maybe he was in a better mood. Uh, have not broken down any of the quotes from Bill O'Brien, but I'm sure we will do that in the very near future. But um, not going to get into it right now, maybe later in the show. But uh, there was another Pete that was at a microphone this past weekend, and Rose just proved once again that his IQ is less than 80. Uh, but we'll get into that. Did you see what he said? He was addressing a female reporter about an issue with a young girl back in his playing days, and he says, that's 55 years ago, babe. Babe. Mm. Anyway. Also, uh, my Atlanta Braves just, Took it on the jaw time after time. They lost four out of five. And really the coolest thing that happened all weekend, two actually, Lars, if I can get personal here. Saturday night in Oxford, I emceed the Alabama Sports Officials Foundation Hall of Fame. Uh, Jay will recognize some of the names that I saw. You will probably, too. Dick Burleson, Al Ford. These guys are Hall of Fame people and Hall of Fame officials. That Not just in Alabama. They went on and did... NFL and Super Bowl, stuff like that. That's a very, very cool event, and I'm glad that Greg Brewer uh, involves me every year. The other thing is, yesterday afternoon, got a call from my son, Lars. He goes, you ready? I went, yeah, I just finished a a late lunch and about ready to take a nap. He goes, no, no, you're not. He comes over and picks me up, takes me, his best friend and his best friend's father, which it was a father-son duo. We went and saw Marshall Tucker Band. Nice. Is that a good time? Oh, I had a great time. Uh, all the way around. But as Jay's talked about often, that's the cool part of being an adult child and, and an older father. Um, you get to do stuff like that. You couldn't take them to Marshall Tucker today. No. I can barely take him to McDonald's <laughs> this morning <laughs> <laughs> or before lunch. Uh, We're Jay, seven minutes in, though, 
And yeah. Right well, now. it's it's not going to last. This is like a time bomb, bomb waiting positive. to go off. Uh, Jay, how you doing this morning? Man, doing great. And um, I don't know sure if Matt was able to talk about our sponsor. I'll do that real quick. Then I'll, I want to talk about Pete Golden and I mean, Coach O'Brien as well. But uh, we're presented by Top Golf of Birmingham. Get out of the Top Golf. I absolutely love the experience and all the great people there at Top Golf. They do a ton of events, charitable events, and uh, a lot of great things happening there. Food, drinks, everything is awesome at Top Golf of Birmingham. Also driven by Sunny King Ford on the sunny side of the street. Go see Tony Russell and all the great folks there. At Sunny King Ford. All right, Pete Golding, uh, brilliant guy, believe it or not. Um, I don't think a lot of Alabama fans would think uh, that that word may come out based on uh, criticisms and things they read online and all the different uh, you know bloggers and uh, posts and tweets and all that stuff about him over the last so many years and even some of the stuff that's happened to him off the field. I do love the fact that, as you said, he owned up uh, and talked about it and and just expressed uh, his sincere you know apologies about what happened. Uh, but, but Pete Golding, I mean, he is probably, um, and, and I don't want to say favorite sons, but outside of Kirby Smart, Pete Golding's probably number two, I, I would think, in the uh, lineage of, of Coach Saban as far as, you know, and, and people say, what about Lane Kiffin? Lane Kiffin's right up there. But, man, the reason he loves Pete Golding, I think, is because the guy's got a photographic memory. He's really, really smart. Uh, he's really good at the in-game in adjustments, uh, especially uh, at halftime or even at the beginning of the game, seeing things maybe they haven't seen uh, early on. But if you talk to the coaches on that staff, if you talk to people that ever coach with Coach Golding, you'll hear the, those type of comments that uh, he's one of the smartest coaches they've ever been around. He's got a ton of talent and and still you know a, a relatively young guy when it comes to coaching and all that he's doing and and uh, being a defense coordinator, at Alabama, and under Coach Saban, so. Uh, you know, for Co Coach Golding, he's taken some heat over the last couple of years at different times. It's the way offense has changed, the way Alabama plays offense has changed. Uh, Coach O'Brien, I thought, also had a great press conference talking about some of the opportunities he had this offseason, but wanted to stay loyal to Coach Saban, and and he did. He did. He had uh, multiple uh, offers that he could have left and, and gone on and, and coached other places would have been NFL and college, but he felt like he wanted to stay and continue what he's built, plus he's got a returning quarterback in Bryce Young. Uh, who's Heisman Trophy winner and could easily be the first pick overall in the NFL draft, if not top five, and knows that they've got a shot at actually going for and uh, not only playing for national championship again, but winning it. Yeah, and a little interesting statistical nugget on Pete Golding, and this comes from uh, our, our friends at Bama Central. Um, so on Nick Saban's staff in his 15 years at Alabama, there have only been four assistants who have made it five consecutive seasons. Four assistants. So Burton Burns, Kirby Smart, Bobby Williams, and now Pete Golding, uh, who is entering his fifth year. And, boy, you know, for all the heat he took early on in his career and then to have the off-field issue, uh, the guy's a survivor. And I think it also goes to the fact what you were just talking about, Jay, that he has an immensely close relationship with Coach Saban. And, um, and I, yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't think he would be here for long. I mean, he seems like a guy who is a, is a head coach. He carries himself like a head coach, but, um, and, and we've seen so many, you know, use a, the coordinator position at, at Alabama, either offense or defense to, to catapult to that really good head coaching job. But, um, yeah, overall, I thought his comments were really interesting and, and, and same with, uh, uh, Coach O'Brien, and I know we'll build get a chance, Matt, to to dig into him, sort of analyze everything, because 
uh, as mentioned, it is the only time all year that we are going to hear from the coordinators other than uh, to start uh, if they make it to the playoffs uh, the day, a couple days before the first playoff game. He's an impressive guy, and I'll be honest with you, I thought he was older. He's only 38 years old. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. man, uh, that guy's got a very, very bright future. Saban also went on to be, he was very complimentary of his three new staff members, but particularly Joe Cox, uh, former yeah. Georgia quarterback. Mm-hmm. That guy, really, really smart, Jay. In your many walks here, have you met with him? You met Joe? I've met Joe, yes, and um, but also, and especially Braxton works with him uh, because of being on the offensive side of the football. So I've heard great things about him. Coach Saban came out, you know, made some great comments about him as well. Um, look, you know, Joe knows offense. He's been around it. He's he's been a, he a backup quarterback at Georgia, as you brought up. So a lot of uh, great things, uh, you know, really said about him. For Coach Saban to compliment any coach, especially a young coach, I think that says a lot about the, about the guy. So uh, Joe Cox uh, getting some some praiseworthy comments from Coach Saban early on this season. Hey, we got uh, Chris Stewart coming up at 1 p.m., Matt, and also Mick Gillespie, 115 to 145. So look forward to hearing from Chris and uh, talking about Eli Gold. He wanted to give Eli the week and uh, now have a chance to come on and spend some time with us talking about him filling in for him for that period of time until Eli gets back. And then Mick Gillespie will talk from Bama Insider not only about their move to own free media, but also uh, more on Alabama Crimson Tide football as camp's underway, getting ready for those first games and matchups. And also, when we get back, what the heck did Kale Gundy say? Uh, I think all college football world wants to know. Not sure we ever will. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Never miss a moment of the action. Download the free Tide 100.9 app today. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Partially sunny with scattered showers and storms around through the evening hours. The high today, 91. Tonight's low, 72. Tomorrow, a mix of sun and clouds with scattered showers and storms forming again. The high tomorrow, very close to 90. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 89 degrees in Tuscaloosa. greatest coach of all time at the University of Alabama. What the hell's wrong with you? No, so I mean, I think, no, obviously, I think recruiting has changed a little bit over the years. I mean, I think used to, I mean, when I was Division II and 1AA, it was about, hey, who had the best relationship? Who was willing to outwork everybody else? All right, who's the guy that's going to help them make a decision or female that's going to help them make the decision, right? And why can we do it better than anybody else? All right, well, it's still like that to some degree for some guys, but for most, let's be honest, it's not. Right, does that make sense? So then at that point, now what, all they want to know is, hey, what is it in it for me? Right, so hey, you get to learn under the leadership of the best coach to ever do it. Here's the strength and condition aspect of how we can make you better. So now to me, you're using more of, all right, what do I have? 
right, to enhance, obviously, their, their experience as a student athlete for them to get what they want, and that's the NFL. And in the process, how can you use the University of Alabama's brand, Nick Saban, to market your name, image, and likeness to allow you to make more money while you're enrolled as a student athlete? And I think the University of Alabama, more importantly, I think Nick Saban allows young people to be able to do that better here than anywhere else. And I think so if you got a good product and anything that you do, normally that's easier to sell. Now you still got to develop a relationship. You still got to identify it right and give them what they need. So that's a piece of it. But to, to me, I'm always I'm who I am, you know, regardless who it is. And, you know, they're either like that. They don't. It's my responsibility to provide the information for them. Hopefully we have better stuff than everybody else and they make the best decision for them. So I think it kind of does it for itself. Jay Barker show. That's Coach Pete going again, talking about um, his success and Alabama's success in recruiting. Uh, he said he, I think Jay, did you say he has a photographic memory? I, and I'm not testing uh, your validity. Is, is that true? And if so, wow. I've never thought yes. I could see something like that. There'd be too much spilling out of my ears. He does. And, uh, Matt, you have a photogenic memory. Uh, so, uh, the, uh, <laughs> the, uh, he's, he's got a, he's got a photographic memory, no doubt. And, uh, I mean, he sees things and can remember things and, and he looks at, at, uh, offenses and different things that I, I've just, I've heard it not only from, from my son, but I've heard it from other coaches talk about that's what makes him so different is that his mind is so quick and that he can see things, remember it very quickly. He can gather information. Um, Homer Smith used to talk about that as us as quarterbacks. I don't know if I remember telling you this story a long time ago, Matt, but when I first met with Homer, he took a, um, a yellow notebook out and had a pad and wrote down numbers. He started with four, and he'd flash it and say, and then he'd throw it back down, and he'd say, tell me the four numbers. We went all the way across, and I forget how many numbers we got to, and I, I was able to see it and remember it very, very quickly. And, and he said, you know, that's the most important thing for a quarterback and, and a coach or anybody that's playing this game is that you got to be able to see things quickly, be able to analyze it and, and do something with it and, and you know, really uh, make those negotiations pretty quickly. And that's what he does. And I think right now, as you said, 38 years old, uh, people have judged him when he was, what, 34, 35. I mean, that's, I know that seems old to some, but really in the coaching world, that's that's really young. I mean, you're still learning and growing, especially as a coordinator. A lot of times you're an assistant up to – uh, you know, your, your mid thirties or forties, sometimes it takes you until your forties to become this, I mean, a, um, a coordinator. So, um, you know, that's, that's the things that I, I think has been very impressive about him. One thing I'll say this, and, and, and Matt knows this for me when we first started in radio is that, you know, and I still do this, uh, you get excited. You, you talk very fast. He's a very fast talker in his press conferences. And I think that out, over time, he's going to get to where he gets into more of a rhythm and stuff. And, the things that he he says sounds like a head coach. Now, if he gets to the pace of a head coach, I think that um, P. P. Golden's got a bright future ahead of him. I think for him that he's had, you know, whether it be issues off the field and things even in his personal life and things that have happened. And I think for him that as those things get better and as and, and, and as he continues to mature as a coach and a person, I, I think he's got an outstanding bright future ahead of him. And I'm, I'm excited for him. Yeah, um, I think another guy with a really bright future is Bill O'Brien. I mean, it seems like he's been around for a really long time, but I believe he is, what, 52? Uh, yeah, he's 52, and he did interview for the Jaguars head coaching job uh, that was ultimately filled by Doug Peterson, 
And then his name was tied to becoming the offensive coordinator for the Patriots, taking the spot of Josh McDaniels. And my feeling is that he could have had that job if he wanted it. Um, but uh, I think, uh, you know, he, he came out and said, like, hey, I, I have, I've made a commitment to Coach Saban to being here at Alabama. And uh, I also think he realizes he's got a chance to uh, perhaps win another national championship with, uh, with a Heisman Trophy winner. Uh, and I think that made it pretty uh, lucrative uh, for him to uh, want to stay here. But I, O'Brien's done everything he's needed to do, Jay, since becoming the offensive coordinator and, you know, it, you know, trying to sort of, uh, you know, buff up his, his, his reputation, which wasn't that bad to begin with. I mean, he he basically, you know, went into Penn State and turned that around after the paternal uh, Sandusky uh, mess, horror, tragedy, all that. And um, and then uh, the, he won the AFC South uh, four times uh, with the Texans and then was fired after an 0-4 start in 2020. But since then, he's done nothing but have success here in Tuscaloosa. And so I, I wouldn't be surprised if, Matt, if the season goes the right way and it goes the way that I think both you, Jay, and I all think it will that uh, O'Brien may have a, a head coaching opportunity next year. Well, and he, Saban might be looking for two C's. Yeah, he might be. Uh, that could happen. So, hey, just, just a quick note on photographic memories because it intrigues me a lot because I probably have the other side of it on the other end of the spectrum. I just can't imagine that everything you literally view is stored in your brain and you have immediate access. I mean, that's what it is, isn't it? Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and y'all may not remember because I'm really showing my age, but there was an all-American basketball player, I believe, at Ohio State. And then he went on and played 15 years in the NBA. His name was Jerry Lucas. And he was rumored to have a photographic memory. So Johnny Carson got him to appear on his show. And earlier in the day, they had given him the New York City phone book. And he looked at it. Carson got him on the show, and he just opened it, pointed a finger, and said, Lars Anderson. And uh, the guy gave him his phone number, his address. Wow. Just immediately. <laughs> wow. And then he flipped over, and he did it again. I mean, really? That's incredible. I mean, that's a photographic that's memory. And I remember yeah. my, my parents let me stay up so I could watch it. But it's, it's not that far off of uh, Lars. I mean, you, you're pretty much up there with a the photographic memory. <laughs> right. Uh, there, there he is right there. Hey, Josh, you Josh, you got him up on the uh, Bama Insider Facebook Live if you're watching it. Um, yep. There's there, the actual yep. interview. Yep. Oh, and it just it, it blew me away. Everybody was thinking, okay, they, he gave him the – nah, he was just thumbing through, getting Zs and hey, Cs and Ws. Hey, guys, real quick, um, and I know you, we haven't had a chance to talk about this yet, but I wanted to bring it up before we get to break. Um, the, the coaches poll came out. Today, Alabama is at number one, 54 votes in the coaches' poll. Uh, number two, Ohio State, they had five. Georgia actually got six uh, first-place votes at number three, though, uh, based on all the votes. Clemson at four. I was kind of surprised that Clemson ended up at number four. Notre Dame at five. Michigan at six. Texas A&M at seven. Utah at eight. Oklahoma's at nine. Baylor's at 10. Oklahoma State, 11. Oregon, 12. North Carolina State is 13. 
Michigan State 14, USC 15, Pittsburgh at 16, Miami at 17, Texas. They got one first-place vote. I wonder where that came from. At uh, number 18, Wake Forest at 19, Wisconsin at 20, Kentucky at 21, Cincinnati at 22, Arkansas at 23, Ole Miss at 24, Houston at number 25. So some interesting uh, teams that are in this as far as the coaches poll, and some that are left out. And uh, we'll talk about some of those coming up on the other side that uh, are not here, that have been here over the last uh, decade or so that uh, we're not seeing in the top 25 preseason. Yeah, and I also want to get into that Kale Gundy story I was talking about uh, just a yeah. bit ago. Lars and I were talking about it during the break, and it, it's just it's odd. Uh, but we'll talk about that. This time, I'm telling the truth with my photographic memory. Hmm. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating, nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called at 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WilfordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. 
Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country, and Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel'sCottage.com. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan.letterC letter O. Back. Jay Barker. Show. Jay, man, Bart, Alex, Andrew. Boy, all rolled. It would take me a while. Autumn, Farrah, Lincoln, Charlie. So anyway. Uh, Jay, I, I'm assuming you had a chance to read this about Kale Gundy. Let me just give you some background on this. Gundy is the longest tenured sideline coach in the Big 12. Um, I got to know Kale as a fine guy and a heck of a coach. He spent four years at UAB under Watson Brown. Really liked That's the right. guy. Then he went home and he played quarterback and he was a darn good one. He played during your era. So I'm going to ask you about that, too. But here's what happened. Um, during a meeting, there was a, a player's iPad open, and Kale looked at it, and he read a word off the iPad uh, that was, in his eyes, so offensive that he just he resigned. Brent Venables accepted his resignation. Now, I, I'm certainly not going to try and guess, but I think we can all in our mind know what it might have been but the circumstances are quite odd that he was reading it off someone else's ipad which would lead me to believe that it wasn't his original thought to just suddenly say that word aloud but he did he said he was horrified he didn't even realize what he was reading as soon as he did he was horrified and then he went on to say that uh it was shameful uh hurtful and then he stepped down Jay, I'll ask you, um, y'all literally played almost the same seasons, matched up. As, uh, he's your age. So talk briefly about him as a quarterback, and then do you have any thoughts on what happened? Yeah, uh, number one, yeah, really your quarterback and um, also uh, a great coach at UAB. And you and I had a chance to interview him a number of times uh, when he was there. And he, um, you know, just such a, a bright future for him and, you know, reading off an iPad and he said, look, you know, I, I read it quickly and, you know, he, he really went through it pretty, um, 
you know, very thoroughly as far as what happened and said that, you know, he said a certain word that uh, he should not have said at that particular time reading it from, it wasn't his writing. It wasn't something that he said. Uh, I don't know if it was something that um, a player was distracted and in a meeting and, and wasn't paying attention, walked over and said, what are you, you know, what are you reading and read it out loud and, and was trying to make a point. And then while reading it, you know, realized uh, what he had said, I felt uh, that he needed to, because of saying, this particular word needed to come out and um, and resign. I, I'll be honest. I, I'm I'm very shocked by this. Number one, that that he resigned uh, because based on that he's reading somebody else's thing. I understand that uh, what that word means and stands for for uh, everyone, not just uh, certain people. But uh, but um, again, if it was done in a way that was you know, with the players would be like, oh my gosh, you know, no big deal, whatever else. And and I, and I'm taking him at his word. Just. I think knowing him for so many years and, and people that I know that know him, um, just what a great guy he is. I, I don't think that this was meant to be intentional. Joe Mixon, who actually played for him, uh, was coached by Gundy at Oklahoma, posted a letter on Twitter saying in part, he said, quote, if not for Coach Gundy, I would not have attended OU, survived at OU, stayed at OU, and succeeded in life after OU. I owe my education, professional career to him, and most importantly, oh, who I am as a person to him. Most importantly, Coach Gundy is not, and I repeat, is not a racist in any way nor uh, has a racist bone in his body, mind, or soul. I know racist. I have witnessed both obvious and discreet types of racism, have known and detested even more actual racist. Coach Gundy is the farthest, farthest thing from this type of person. So uh, Oklahoma, I know fans and other people have been uh, upset about this uh, resigning of Coach Gundy and saying that uh, this is not deserving. I don't know if it's something that Venerable felt needed to happen for uh, the program, for the image of the program. But um, yeah, pretty, pretty uh, unbelievable story. And man, I mean, it's that's a tough one for, for Kel Gundy. Now, does that mean that he's done with coaching? Um, you know, he's got uh, Lincoln Riley, who he worked under for many, many years over at USC. He's got other people. And now it's just about coming out from underneath the storm, I guess, that they didn't want to have uh, leading up into uh, the, the season. And, and Lars, I mean, my biggest thing on this is that if it was said and, and said in such a way and with the players inside of a meeting or inside of a um, uh, with this, whether it be just the players that he was coaching is that, you know, at that point in time, could it not have been resolved in house right there and, and not come public? And I, I don't, you know, maybe he felt like he needed to felt that he felt um, some way about this, the way that it was said or whatever. I don't know. It, it's, it's very confusing. I, I, I wouldn't think that if you're reading from, from another a player's iPad, things are written by somebody else. And if they were uh, said the way that he said that they were said, that he would be leaving or resigning from this, there might be an apology or whatever else. But, man, he took a, took a tough stance on himself. Or was he the forced out? Yeah. Yeah, this uh, this doesn't pass the smell test here, in my estimation. Like, there's, there's much more going on that, I, I think, behind the scenes than simply uh, what has been reported. Um, because the, the, certainly the punishment doesn't seem to fit the crime. I mean, this guy is an Oklahoma institution. He was a really good quarterback there, uh, Jay, and uh, I think all, uh, an All-American. I remember he was highly, highly recruited. Uh, he has been at the school uh, except for the, a few years uh, since 1999, um, and uh, this is just—it's really surprising. And, uh, you know, I'm sort of skeptical by nature when it comes to these kind of things. And, uh, like, I think based on Joe Mixon's letter, like, we all know what the word was. 
And uh, if you're just reading something for the first time, um, and you're just, you know, you, you may not really be thinking, thinking through everything. And, um, and, uh, and, and obviously he felt that, uh, you know, that the, the word was inappropriate. So, um, but, but losing his job over it, uh, to me, it, it, it just feels like there's something different going on between him and Venables. And Gundy could have represented the old guard, uh, Lincoln Riley, um, you know, the sort of traditional Oklahoma. And perhaps Venables just wanted, you know, uh, a, a fresh start with a, a new wide receivers coach. It's not unprecedented in some ways. It immediately reminded me of the story about the guy that owned Papa John's, John Shatner, Shatner who quoted who made a, had a quote. He read it aloud in a meeting, and it had that word in it. He didn't initiate it. He was reading someone else's quote. And he got so much grief, particularly from the NFL side, that he had to step down as the owner of his own company. Uh, and that was after what I remember as one incident. Um, you do wonder, Lars, and, and I will parallel you in this, if there isn't something else he wants to go do. And he has the options. Lincoln Riley, y'all said that. And then uh, his bro, maybe his bro is literally right on the road, so he could go over there and say, "I'm 50, damn it, uh, I'm a man." But um, it is it, it is odd because if that's the the genre, is that the right word 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 man of this entire resignation, as you said at the very top, the punishment doesn't seem to fit the crime. It doesn't, and uh, and and perhaps Venables just has a zero tolerance um, policy when it comes to that word, and I, I certainly can understand that. But uh, again, for someone who has been at Oklahoma for so long, is so beloved, um, and uh, and and been through uh, several different coaches, it's just. Uh, I don't know, Jay. It's just weird. It just strikes me as, as, as a little bit strange in, in that I, I think there's probably more to the story. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, if you want me to dig a little bit and just kind of speculate, I hate to do that. But um, I, I don't know if it's if it's Venerable. I mean, I, I can't imagine Venerable. You know, he was Oklahoma guy. He's he knows how what Kel means to that program. He knows what uh, he can do in recruiting. Um, it, it sounds like to me that it was probably made made more by the players. Uh, than anybody else and that maybe there were a couple yeah, players inside, yeah, you're right. and, yeah. Yeah, in, in, inside the coaching room uh, that he was coaching and uh, they weren't going to let it go and um, weren't going to, you know, they, they couldn't believe that he had said that or whatever and um, went to the head coach or went to the AD and other people. And Kel probably just felt like, you know what, the best thing to do is just get out in front of it, admit it and, and move on and uh, and not deal with the uh, the scrutiny or deal with the, any type of disruptions for this team. You know, it, it really could show more about even even uh, his character in this saying, look, you know, I'm, I'm more worried about, you know, the football season's about to start. We're in camp. We don't need these kind of distractions. Um, I can I can move on and go somewhere else. I can do something different. But um, to me, it sounds like this was something that maybe could have been kept in house, but may have been a couple of people that did not. Um, we're not going to let this go. And they felt like this is the best thing. And he felt like it was the best thing for knowing uh, himself, but also for the university. If you're interested in doing a deeper dive on this, I would suggest you pull up the. Uh, well, here's the the story is on ESPN because it had it also includes that letter from Joe Mixon, who's a Bengal. 
Here's the Bengal. And, man, he makes some powerful statements here about the character of one Kale Gundy. Yeah, you know, and, and Mixon made a horrible mistake when he was at Oklahoma when he uh, struck that poor young lady and uh, it was caught on film and all of that. It was really, really hard to see. But, um, you know, he, he certainly paid a price for it, and he has been a model citizen at Cincinnati and become one of the leaders of, of that locker room. So, um, yeah, it's uh, I, I, I certainly hate it for uh, for Kale Gundy. Uh, I've I've our paths have crossed a few times throughout the years, and, and he always struck me as a really good guy. But um, I'm sure he'll if he wants to get back into coaching, he, he certainly can. He may just want to take a season off. Well certainly hope he gets it right we all get it right in that regard because uh well we've all we all know him um and know him to be a fine guy fun guy to be around too wasn't he jay i like mm-hmm. kale gundy great guy uh, great guy kale, um, yeah really really a, a super individual uh, this one mistake i hope it doesn't haunt him for a lifetime but sometimes day and age it does you're listening to the jay barker show back in just a couple of minutes You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. You're listening to the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Tide 100.9. Tide 100.9. Tuscaloosa weather. Partially sunny with scattered showers and storms around through the evening hours. The high today, 91. Tonight's low, 72. Tomorrow, a mix of sun and clouds with scattered showers and storms forming again. The high tomorrow, very close to 90. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 89 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Back on the Jay Barker Show. Lars Anderson, Matt Coulter, Jay Barker. We bolted out of the gate following a quote from or two from Nick Saban. Jay, did you have a nice weekend? I didn't even get an opportunity to ask you. Yeah, I had a great weekend. And, uh, man, I tell you, it's at times, yesterday afternoon, especially that rain came through and it cooled off. Humidity level went down. It was beautiful, beautiful uh, late afternoon on Sunday. But, uh, hey, I wanted to get back to it. I hope you guys did as well. Um, back to the AP, or, or sorry, the coaches poll, Alabama sitting at number one, Ohio State uh, sitting at number two right now in the coaches poll. But interesting to me, you got six SEC teams, but two teams that are out. One is in state, that's Auburn. Uh, they're just right outside the top 25. But LSU, I mean, how long has it been since LSU was not in the coaches AP top 25 uh, with their new head coach and all the things that have happened there over the last couple of years, winning a national championship, some called it the greatest offensive performances uh, ever in college with Joe Burrow and what they did back in 2019 and um, just an unbelievable fall for LSU Texas A&M really taking over that uh, I mean uh, Texas A&M taking over that LSU or Auburn kind of second spot uh, in the West and even Arkansas uh, is there's been a lot of uh, talk about them going into preseason so just want to get your guys thoughts about that as far as LSU especially being being uh, not inside the top 25. Yeah, I, I think it just uh, underscores the distance that um, uh, Brian Kelly is going to have to travel Baton Rouge to get that program back on top. But he's already 
put together a really good uh, recruiting class, and I, I think he's he's going to build LSU into a national power relatively quickly. And I, I really think he'll win a national championship within four years, probably. Um, yeah, you know, interesting that A&M uh, comes in at seven. Uh, they're certainly getting uh, quite a bit of respect. Um, I guess you'd have to say that A&M is Alabama's biggest uh, – uh, going to be the most difficult game that they play in the for the West Division title, um, but uh, you know you're ranked number seven and you don't really have a quarterback yet. <laughs> uh, so it's a three man battle with the LSU transfer Max Johnson, who I really like, and then last year's opening day starter Hayes King, who's probably going to be the starter, and then uh, freshman Connor Wigman. Um, so we'll we'll see what happens there. Um, Ole Miss at 24, I find pretty interesting. Uh, I think Ole Miss could surprise some people this year. I think Lane Kiffin's going to do a really good job. Um, and then, uh, what in the world is Notre Dame doing at number five? Uh, <laughs> certainly, uh, don't think a lot of uh, pressure on uh, Marcus uh, Freeman. Yeah, isn't it? that's uh, that wow. seems a little bit high. Um, but well, they're having uh, a great yeah, recruiting class. Mike, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It ain't helping in twenty twenty two. Yeah, no, I'm that's I'm right. But that, yeah, yeah, exactly. Weird. Matt, that that Matt, that was my quick reaction. How about you? Um I see some people are putting Ohio State up there. But uh one one of them was Brando over the weekend. Did you see his post? His the Brando top twenty five had Ohio State number one. So we'll have to make sure and get him yeah, on the we'll, show later. We'll get him on the show tomorrow. Um I agree, Notre Dame's up there. I think some people are surprised with Clemson, but Clemson still has the numbers. They still have the talent. They still have Dabo. And from what I, uh, Ungalele is having a really good fall. So uh, that, that number four ranking may be warranted. By the way, uh, I did do some counting under receiving votes. And if you counted down, LSU would be 30th and Auburn would be 31. So, you know, couple of big wins, and, and they're immediately in the top 25, perhaps to stay. We, we really don't know. But, again, there are two issues. There are issues, both of them. Uh, quarterback. Who are you going to start? Who are you going to play? Yeah, I mean, uh, and Auburn needs to figure that out really quick. I think it's going to be Calzada. That's my guess. But um, you never know. And, and, I, you and, know, and, and again, that, 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 er, that early season game against Penn State, is so big for Brian Harson and and even if they can just keep it close, I think that would look good for for Harson because um, uh, it, it's, it's going to be a, a tall task, Jay. It is, and I want to go back to Clemson real quick. And I, and I know that I mean all of us, uh, I mean especially me and my former teammate, I want to see Dabo have a great year, great season, and um, you know it, for them to be put in, in the top five. I was surprised by that, to be honest, uh, just based on Ukulele and how he played last year. Um, even in the spring game, it didn't look great. Spring was was okay. He's got to gain his confidence back. He's lost a lot of weight. Dabo's had a lot of high praise for him, though, talking about the uh, the type of character he's got and the type of leader that he has been. So maybe that's going to help propel him into this next season. Last year, after he showed flashes of greatness, especially against, was it Notre Dame on the road uh, in his freshman year, and just had an unbelievable game that night. But for Dabo right now, just looking at the team, looking at their size and what they have looked like in the past, 
up front, especially in the trenches, they don't look the same to me on defense or on offense, but especially at the offensive line. And hopefully uh, that's something that they'll, you know, have maybe improved on since spring as far as gaining some of that size, the the things that they've got to have up front in order for him to be a successful quarterback. You're going to have to have a running game. you got to have protection. And uh, whether or not they can do that is going to be the key for them up front. So, uh, but man, I, I hope they're, they live up to that number four ranking and I hope that they are able to continue to uh, do what they've done in the past. And that's win championships at, at the, at the uh, ACC level. And then hopefully uh, I'd love to see another rematch between Alabama and Clemson. Uh, teams that uh, are here that people go, I, I kind of go, yeah, they're probably going to be pretty good. How about North Carolina State being ranked at number 13? Um, Wake Forest is 19th preseason top 25. I know there's a lot of love for USC, but remember, USC finished 4-8 and eight last year. And I know uh, that they're, they're, you're they're, right. they're 15. 15. I know that and there's a lot of money in Vegas uh, going on USC to win the national championship, but... I'm not quite there yet. Well, uh, got a proven coach and uh, certainly a proven quarterback. Be interesting to see what Caleb will do out there. I'm really more interested, if you ask me, because I'm a homer in the SEC, to see what Spencer Rattler is going to do in South Carolina. I, I think that is one of the one of the really intriguing headlines as we go into the fall. What if he and wins the Heisman? That would be maybe the coolest thing <laughs> that on. ever happened. I'm all about uh, Spencer Rattler for Heisman. Jalen go to Oklahoma? Wasn't he called to the room? He was in the room. Yeah. We got Chris Stewart coming up. We do. Is the Mick going to be with us also next hour? Yeah, 115. Yeah, he'll be with us 115 to 145. Good. Talk a little baseball. Not a whole lot. Hi, this is Wes McClooney, owner of the New Balance Birmingham store. Achieving your personal best often comes down to how you feel. And when it comes to the right shoes, nothing feels better than New Balance. The fit specialists at the New Balance Birmingham store conduct an in-depth analysis of your foot size, shape, and gait, determining the best New Balance shoes for you. Experience the difference of custom fit today at the New Balance Birmingham store on Highway 280 next to Chick-fil-A. New Balance Birmingham. Your feet will thank you. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option. High-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHEALTH.COM. I'm excited to tell you about our newest sponsor here on the Jay Barker Radio Network. They pioneered the Chicken Finger Box and the Chicken Finger Restaurant. That's Guthrie's. Guthrie's recipes and processes are often imitated but never duplicated. Look, their sauce is probably the most copied sauce of all sauces of all time. And I've known this family since my days down in Tuscaloosa. And they came over and, man, I tell you, it's nostalgic even today to see my kids going to that same Guthrie's. And great family. Do so much for the community, but more importantly, provide the best when it comes to chicken fingers. Get out to Guthrie's today. 
I want to tell you about my good friends at Southern Assurance Group. Hi, it's Jay Barker, and look, Ken Needham has done a terrific job. Local company, 205-980-1505 is their number. That's 980-1505. Again, local, you can speak with the same team every time you give them a call. Full line of products from Auto Home, Boat Life. You'll trust them. They have a great uh, deal as far as the relationships they build with their customers and 20 years with the same company and industry. Custom approach for your insurance needs. Give them a call, 980-1505. That is Southern Assurance Group. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Whether it's for lunch or dinner, head out to the Cajun Steamer. It's a New Orleans style joint that serves authentic Cajun and Creole food, cold beer, and great drinks. They are known for their wide array of Cajun classics and original creations prepared in an authentic fashion. This Louisiana kitchen can have you slapping the table for more. Stop by the Cajun Steamer and sign up for your Alabama, LSU, or Auburn fan card. Eat with the Cajun Steamer while your team is on TV and use your fan card to receive a 15% discount on your entire meal. With locations in Hoover, Trustful, Huntsville, and Franklin, Tennessee, they've got you covered. Head out today to the Cajun Steamer. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan.letterC.letterO. Birmingham's best Mexican restaurant for over 20 years and counting. That's La Paz Restaurant in Crestline Village and Mount Laurel. They've got a great staff. Its delicious menu, award-winning cheese dip, and margaritas and vibrant atmosphere have helped to make La Paz a local favorite. Blue corn nachos, Texas barbecue quesadillas, steak and blue quesadillas, Baja fish tacos, signature fajitas, and much, much more. So head over to La Paz today if you want a great lunch or a great dinner, and you'll find all that at La Paz, Crestline, and Mount Laurel for lunch or dinner. WTUG HD2 Northport and W265CG Tuscaloosa, Tide 100.9, and screaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Who you are is more important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? Can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in, you're tired, or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult because you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. 
You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tide. Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992, winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy, voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers, also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history, 35-2-1, member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times best-selling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX Studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. Hey, welcome back to hour number two of the Jay Barker Show. Matt Coulter, Jay Barker, Lars Anderson will be joined shortly by Chris Stewart. Uh, he's running just a couple minutes behind, which um, offers me the opportunity to give you parts of a story, which is just, again, it's so troubling when it comes to CTE. But this was literally uh, was New York Times story. Came out right before we got on the air. But reports are, after talking to his family, that Ray Perkins, former Alabama player, Colts player, and uh, longtime I mean, Alabama coach, um, suffered CTE. I, I did not know that. Uh, it got very, uh, it says here by one of his children, that later he became far more pronounced and far uh, would show flashes of fury and defiance. But, um, and this story also includes some information I didn't know about. Um, said that Stabler, who died in 2015, and Paul Crane, who died in 2020, were confirmed to have had CTE. Did y'all know that? Uh, yes, I was aware about uh, Ken uh, Stabler. Uh, Stabler. Yeah. Um, and then it goes on to uh, uh, an in-depth story. And just another bell ringer of a reminder, Lars, that this is some real stuff. Yeah, um, gosh, I had uh, one of Ray's daughters in my class, and uh, and we we talked a lot about him and uh, just what a terrific person he was. And but I, I do know at the uh, end of his life, it was uh, a struggle. And um, gosh, I mean, they're they're doing such great work up at Boston University. Um, when I was working on the, uh, book on Aaron Hernandez, uh, spent a lot of time speaking with the researchers up at Boston cause they had his brain and, uh, it was the, the worst case of CTE they'd ever had. And in, in speaking with the, um, uh, the, the chief, like, I, I, gosh, I forget her uh, title, uh, but she's the, the top dog there. Um, she said if Aaron were alive, she would have testified under oath in a court that 
his his brain was damaged to the extent that he did not know right from wrong. I mean, that's how bad it was for him uh, at, at the very end. And uh, who knows why? Uh, you know, it's he didn't have a, a super long career. Uh, he certainly took a lot of big hits. Um, and, and his his brother also uh, took a lot of big hits at UConn. But I, you know, I just talked to Jonathan, the, uh, Aaron Hernandez's brother, just two days ago, and and he's doing great. You know, he's doing great. So you just you, you it's hard. There, there's just a lot of unknowns about CTE, and uh, but all right, Matt, take it away. I just want to bring Chris Stewart on and appreciate his time, uh, Alabama Crimson Tide Sports Marketing and, and the network, and uh, gonna uh, he's gonna get a really wonderful opportunity. Although I had last year or a year with uh, Arkansas during COVID, but um, he will be taking over for Eli, and we hope it's temporary. And I know you do too. But as we welcome into the show, uh, how are you? What's going on in Chris Stewart's life? Uh, been a little busy, and I do apologize for being late. But it's uh, it's been an amazing time, primarily Matt, because hearing from so many people that I've known for for years that I've been friends with, uh, gotten to, to know in different stages of life, and like you said so well. I hope that this is temporary, but for whatever length of time that I have this responsibility, they're happy for me, and and it's appreciated. Chris, uh, I am very happy for you. Uh, just, uh, you know, your Thanks. own journey uh, is just uh, remarkable. I mean, just remarkable. You, you, I hope you're working on a book. Um, why don't you, can you just take us back? to almost the, the low point for you? And did you ever think that you would be be uh, at, at, in a situation where you are now? And, and I know we all are, are thinking about Eli, but but just the fact that uh, you are now, uh, at least for game one, the uh, the play-by-play man for the University of Alabama. You know, I, I told my wife this morning, Lars, that I, I really think that part of what I went through really four and a half years ago with my stroke, and then three years ago this week when I had bypass surgery uh, that led to the infection and led to me being in there for for 91 days. Um, I think it helped prepare me for for what I'm doing now under these circumstances when uh, and make me more sympathetic and empathetic to, to Eli as he's got his health problems. I've been there. I know what it's like, and I'm, uh, you know, it, it's a bittersweet moment for because on the one hand, uh, I've got a friend who's hurting and struggling, and uh, I'll leave it at that. But on the other hand, I've also been been asked to fill a job that is one I thought about when I was a little boy, and frankly, it's one of those just just like you dream about a lot of different things when you're a kid. You wonder if it's really obtainable, but uh, for whatever length of time I've got it, I'm grateful that I've been given that chance, and and I hope I can do it well. Chris Stewart, our guest, and uh, now taking over as the voice of the Crimson Tide, Eli Gold will be uh, sidelined for hopefully just a little while and then back at it. But uh, Chris has uh, been doing Alabama sports for a long, long time, uh, baseball, basketball, and talk about the difference preparing for a football game as a uh, play-by-play guy than it is 
or the other sports that you've done before? Yeah, more moving parts. Uh, you know, they've, they've all got moving parts, but it's, it's more. Uh, I understand the, the spotlight is brighter and, and larger because it is, it's Crimson Tide football, and it's one of the absolutely elite brands in all of sports, all of athletics, regardless of which level you're talking about. But at the same time, uh, you know, regardless of the size of your audience, it means a lot to the people listening or they wouldn't be tuned in. And the audience is larger, but I know my broadcast meant a lot to Birmingham Southern fans 20-plus years ago. Uh, and it means a lot to people to tune in to high school football games on Friday nights, like I've done for the better part of the last, 35 years with, with high school games, um, it's it means something or people wouldn't tune in. And so you have a larger, one of the largest audiences uh, that, that tunes into football, and there was the responsibility that I had as the sideline guy, and then the last, or three of the last four years, sitting in the booth shoulder to shoulder with Eli as the broadcast host. I had a responsibility when I was doing the play-by-play on pay-per-view and replay broadcasts, but this is different. I understand that. And uh, back to what uh, you know, Lars had asked about in my situation before to to go from from being uh, where I didn't know if I would live. My family didn't know that I would live to now being in a spot where I'm living out a dream is absolutely amazing. And I know that I've been in God's blessed me in an amazing way just to let me live, just to let me be able to function as I was before. But now to have this role as well is, is unbelievable. And I'm very, very grateful. Chris, just from a logistic standpoint, is it going to kind of twist things around in the booth and on the air? Well, not dramatically. Uh, you know, I will obviously move over a chair and, and do what Eli has done. Roger Hooper will do a lot of what I did uh, on the broadcast from a pre- and post-game standpoint. I'm still going to post Coach Saban's television show, so that means that when the game ends, uh, I will wrap up somewhat quickly so I can be down and be ready to do that show when he's ready uh, because we do tape it right after the ball game or within a, a certain amount of time after the game wraps up. So I'll have that responsibility and won't stick around for as much of the post game as Eli did. But uh, otherwise, I mean, it's, it's is to utilize them as much as I absolutely can, because I'd be foolish not to, but you know, it's, uh, it's not the same as it used to be, Matt. It's very different when you've got hurry up, no huddle. It used to be the play wrapped up. They they let the dust settle. They get everybody back to the huddle, and you had a chance to hear from from uh, Doug Layton or Jerry Duncan, and then John would take back over and have plenty of time to set the formation. Well, it's, uh, it's like those old records, and they're on a faster RPM than they used to be. And, and you've got to get what they have to say in because they're – their insight, their input is so vitally important, but especially on radio, 
if I don't paint the picture and set the, the stage for what's transpired on the play, then what they have to say has no context. So you've got to get all of that in what worked them in as much as we can, as quickly as we can. And uh, I know that's who they want to hear from. And I've got to put the info out as quick as I can so we can get to those guys and get them involved. Chris, um, before we let you go, have you heard from other broadcasters around the country? I, I think Brando gave you a call. Um, I'm also just really interested to your relationship with Andy Burkham, uh, the voice of the Auburn yeah. Tigers. Uh, the, the fact that Andy went through everything with Rod Bramlett, you know, tragically losing him and, and his wife. Um, it seems like it's a very small community here. And and it's all of you guys have had sort of a rough go of it. Do 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 you lean on each other? Yeah, no question. Because uh, even though we're, you know, we're we're hoping like heck for our teams to win on Saturday, and and that's a that's an obvious, that's a given. Uh, we're still friends, and um, Andy and I've been friends for probably close to twenty five years. And he has been there for me in some very tough times in my life. Um, I'll always be grateful that Eli and I were able to be there at, at the hospital when Rod passed away so we could be there in whatever capacity we could for, for Andy. And we've talked many, many times since then. And his, not surprisingly, was one of the first calls I got when the news was announced on Wednesday that I'll – I'll have this role, and there's there's nobody that can relate to it in the circumstances better than than Andy. And I would have leaned on him anyway because he's a friend, but uh, certainly the, the circumstances that I've got this job for whatever length of time makes him the if, – if there is a perfect person to talk to, it would definitely be him. Uh, another guy that I've – reached out to and intend to talk to very soon is Paul Kennedy, who who had the amazing task of trying to follow John Forney. And uh, even though I was really fortunate that I, I got to know John, and I say that because he insisted that you call him by his first name, uh, never was comfortable with it, but, but he insisted on being called John, and so I did and refer to him as that now. Also knew Stan Siegel, who was an announcer for the network before it was, uh, or was the earliest days of the network, and also a man named Leland Childs who broadcast games, I think, when there was no official network, but any local station could do them. So I've, I've had the privilege of knowing at one stage of my life or another men that have done Alabama football on radio for almost 75 years. And obviously that I'm not having to go into this blindly. Uh, I've been in the booth. I've been shoulder to shoulder with Eli, even though this job is obviously much different. But a lot of people that I can talk to have shared or similar experiences as well, that uh, men that I trust, that I respect, and I'd be foolish not to, to get their input on, on what I'm about to face. Chris, you'll do a heck of a job. Next time uh, you join us on the Jay Barker Show, let's talk a little bit more about the actual football and X's and O's and your thoughts on the incoming. And uh, we're Bryce and Will are. 
because there's a lot to be talked about as Alabama gets ready to open up the 2022 season. God bless, Chris. Yeah, Thanks, Chris. I hear they're gonna be. I hear they're gonna be pretty good. I look forward to it. Thank <laughs> you, guys. Appreciate you having me. <laughs> yeah. uh, thank you, Chris Stewart. On deck, Mick Gillespie. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Never miss a moment of the action. Download the free Tide 100.9 app today. Um. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Partially sunny with scattered showers and storms around through the evening hours. The high today, 91. Tonight's low, 72. Tomorrow, a mix of sun and clouds with scattered showers and storms forming again. The high tomorrow, very close to 90. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 89 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Uh, you know, I'm going to tell you one more time. I'm here for the Philly fans. I'm here for my teammates. Okay? I'm here for the Philly organization. And who cares what happened 50 years ago? You weren't even born. So you you shouldn't be talking about it because you weren't born. And if you don't know a damn thing about it, don't talk about it. I just think Pete Bose is extremely low IQ. And it shows about every time somebody puts a microphone in front of his face. Anyway. Put, put him in the hall. Let's oh, get, get that, over. That, that should never happen. He broke the biggest rule in all of sports. And admitted it. And did it anyway. He knew it. As That's a, not a topic. But as a player? Right. He didn't do it as a player. But if you're a part of Major League Baseball, there is a sign above every single clubhouse door. It says betting will get you an immediate dismissal from baseball. That's not why we're, what we're talking about here. Let's welcome to the show Mick Gillespie, um, who broadcasts on many different platforms. I'll just throw it right out there. What did you think about the most recent uh, Pete Rose deal on him calling a reporter babe and report, saying if you, if you weren't around 50 years ago, you, you shouldn't talk about it? Hey guys, yeah. Look, um, I got to tell you full disclosure. You know, I know Pete Rose, um, uh, one of one of the guys I, I worked with in the past uh, is Pete, one of Pete Rose's agents. You know, so I've got I, I know Pete a little bit. Um, love talking baseball with him, but man, that was not a good look. He just kind of, he kind of seems like a you know like an old guy that is not really worried about what any of us think. You know, because that that just wasn't a good look. Listening to that interview, I didn't hear the whole thing. Uh, I knew with the way that media works um, that they were going to come at him pretty hard. I mean, this is the thing that got him taken off of Fox on the pregame show, and uh, I thought he did a really good job on Fox, even though he he used to, um, you know, kind of get under a, a Cub fan's skin sometimes. It was always in good fun, and and when I was a kid, I wanted to be Pete Rhodes. You know, but I hate that this is um, kind of the way that that we're going to remember Pete. 
you know, just kind of one bad incident after another. And, um, I hate it because I'm one of the people who used to say I didn't want him into the hall of fame. And then when I worked with Ryan Sandberg, Rhino adamantly did want him into the hall of fame and listening to Rhino talk about playing against Pete and what Pete meant to the game and what Pete meant to that generation of players, you know, and the fact that Ty Cobb bet and a bunch of other players bet. I mean, they used to bet all the time and which is, you know, why baseball came down so hard on them. But I guess to me, to be honest with you, when a team cheats to win the World Series and not one player gets in trouble for it, and then now baseball is in bed with gambling, it's really hard for me to hold Pete Rose accountable for a lifetime ban when Major League Baseball is making billions of dollars probably off of gambling, and if they haven't yet, they will by the time it's all said and done. Well put, Mick. Um, This week we heard from... uh, um excuse me, not this week, yesterday, uh, we heard from the Alabama offensive coordinator, uh, Bill O'Brien, and the defensive coordinator as well. Um, your, your thoughts in hearing from Golding and O'Brien, just uh, any reaction given the fact that we will not be hearing from these guys again until uh, the college football playoffs if Alabama should to, uh, should advance? Right, right. Yeah, I got to tell you, man, um, Bama, Bama Insider, YouTube channel, the guys at On3, they did a great job of covering this, you know, and I, and I, this is the first time I've got to talk about it, and I'll do it again on my show tonight. Um, but I'll tell you this right now. Um, Bill O'Brien, he, everything about him to me says head coach. You know, he just, he is so good at press conferences. The way that he answered the questions about each player, about his future, about Nick Saban, that's how you do it. And I, I sat there and watched, and I thought, this guy's impressive, man. Nick Saban did a great job of, of uh, going out and recruiting someone that brings a lot to the table. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm, I think it's going to be a great combination for Alabama to have him. But, he, you know, him just talking about Bryce Young and the offensive line and the coaches and, what, you know, and basically what it's like to work with Nick Saban and why it meant something to him and his family after he was fired. And he was honest, too. You know, he, he said you, you, you find out how many friends you don't have when you get fired as a head coach, you know, and basically you don't have as many friends as you think you do. I thought that was a really honest assessment, and you could tell that it was heartfelt. And then uh, and Pete Golding, who's taken so much criticism from Alabama fans over the years, right, um, he to me just seems like kind of just old-school football coach, you know, not – not going to blow you away in the press conference, you know, but when you, when he started talking about X's and O's and what Alabama has coming back, he talked a lot about leadership and leadership at, at basically every group level that Alabama has, you know, not just one or two areas, but like every single area up front, linebackers, secondary, um, the transfers, you know, kind of how that process goes. I almost felt like at times when I was listening to Pete Golding that he was just going to like jump up and and grab a reporter by the shirt and basically coach them into something, you know, like he just had this, there's an energy there, you know, like, (laughs) so I, I, you don't really hear from these guys a whole lot, um, which, you know, honestly, I, I don't like that, but you know, it's kind of the way Nick does it. And I'm not going to sit here and criticize him too much. I mean, he's only the best that's ever done it, but, 
it is kind of nice hearing from those guys. I, I just thought, to me, um, Bill O'Brien is uh, he's going to end up being a head coach somewhere else one day. I just hope that it's uh, after Alabama wins the title this year. He's he's really good. Mick Gillespie joining us, a part of Bama Insider and on three media as well. Uh, well, first of all, I got to ask you, how was first day of school? <laughs> we we took uh, Jake to uh, it was first days on Wednesday, but we went over there today to meet the teacher. And um, gotcha. you know, I, I'll tell you this, Jay, um, I was nervous. You know, just walking through there like he's going to fifth grade, I was nervous, man. Like I had butterflies. Walking through the gymnasium, you know, like thinking like, man, this is where he's going to spend the next, you know, how many months uh, meeting some of his teachers and all that stuff. So he was he was uh, a lot more uh, excited and relaxed than I was, you know, but I don't go to school a whole lot anymore. Bad memories. <laughs> when you talk about uh, well, good for him, and I, I know you're so proud of him and all that he's accomplished. Um Let's talk Bama football and, and right now kind of what are you hearing and, and from the guys at Bama Insider as far as just uh, some of the players that have really stepped up in camp and, and maybe some of the young players uh, at that you know wide receiver position. It sounds like there are a few guys that are kind of making some moves. Uh, Bryce Young and his um, you know continued abilities to do what he does on the football field. But just talk, talk about what you're hearing about the team so far. Yeah, and, you know, this is going to change a lot between now and – you know, two or three weeks from now and then kickoff, right? But, you know, Nick Saban came out and said that, he, you know, that Bert, Burton, who was who's, was there for spring practice, you know, like has really stepped up and, and maybe Harold, you know, is kind of off and on. Um, you know, we really have it. You, you'll start to get a lot more information as this, you know, the, hey, we start wearing pads and they start doing this and they start doing that. Um, I'm paying close attention to wide receiver. Uh, offensive line, I think, going into this season, Jay, those are the two areas that, that to me, stick out as, uh, you know, as the most worrisome for Alabama. But I think the best part about it is that there's a lot of depth and a lot of different players at both of those spots that are coming in and either they've been here or they're highly recruited. Thank you, sir. You can hang for another 15 minutes, can't you? Sure. Let's do it. All right. Cool. Jay Barker Show. Our guest is Mick Gillespie, Matt Coulter, Lars Anderson, Jay Barker. Back in just a bit. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. 
Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating, nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called at 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WillifordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country. And Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel'sCottage.com. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There he is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan.letterC. Letter O. Back on the Jay Barker Show, Jay, Lars, Matt, Alex, and uh, his anecdotes are coming up. Meantime, uh, just a little bit more baseball for me because, you know, Mick and I, we really, we jive on that. Uh, I was uh, really, really impressed with the New York Mets over the weekend because they just took a a big old hammer to the Braves. Lucky to get one out of five. It was just, uh, they manhandled us. And it, it also showed me two major things here, Mick. The Mets are for real, and I don't even think they've gotten DeGrom back at full speed, so oh my. 
And the other thing is, never in my life have I seen a team get more out of nubs, flumes, flies, ground ball with eyes. They had uh, of 52 hits in the series, 17 of them left the bat at less than 85 miles an hour, which means they're dinks. So I just threw all that information in there. Just react if you would. Look, I've lost the Southern League Championship Series as a broadcaster, my teams three times, and in all three of those championship series, that's how it went. And I just realized at some point, like, my luck's bad, right? And that's kind of how baseball is sometimes, you know, where you just don't get the breaks. Um, I think the Braves feel like they can still beat the Mets. And, uh, you know, and I saw where I think it was Strider was talking about the same thing that, you know, that he doesn't think the Mets will be as lucky in October. Uh, baseball luck kind of runs that way sometimes, you know, and that's kind of how the game is. I, I think that the Braves are going to be really dangerous in the postseason. Um, I, I really like the Braves' uh, experience having won it all. I think it helps them to uh, have added some players like Matt Olson that haven't won one that are going to want to. Um, but you know what? The Mets had just they just had everything going. And, uh, and and it's just one of those baseball luck things, you know. I mean, a couple of uh, of those dink hits, if they're out, then the series could have been totally different. But you know, I, I can't stand five, six game series. Uh, it's, you know, it's just, it just seems like too many. <laughs> Sometimes it happens because of the weather. But um, the, the the Mets are a really good team too, and. Um, they're going to be a tough out. I, I, I think we'll see these two match up in some really important games before we find out who the World Series champ's going to be. But I, I wouldn't be too worried if I was the Braves. Mick, we're less than a month away from the start of the season, and today the USA Today coaches poll came out. To no one's surprise, Alabama sitting there at number one. Uh, Ohio State, also to nobody's surprise, sitting there at number two. Uh, and uh, to, to me, it feels like it's Alabama, Ohio State, and then there's a little bit of distance with uh, three Georgia, four Clemson. Uh, Jay was talking about how perhaps that seems a little bit high. And then uh, five Notre Dame. Uh, again, that seems a little bit high to me. But just uh, your reaction to the coaches poll being released this, uh, this morning. Yeah, look, I wasn't surprised that Alabama's number one. And, you know, we, we were talking about the coaches talking, uh, doing their press conference and, you know, and Pete Golding referenced, you know, 15 minutes that they did, that Alabama didn't play 15 minutes of defense last year and it cost them the championship. And that's something that they, they're going to think about a lot. Um, I'd, I'd look out for Alabama. I think defensively they're going to be really good. And, of course, you know, as they get it figured out on offense, you know, the defense is going to be uh, really solid. And then when you look at everybody else, I, I, I'm i not one of these people that feels like Georgia is – I just don't think it's going to be that easy for Georgia to pick up where they left off last year. I think everything fell into place. And they had a team of guys – you know, because of COVID that, that had a lot more experience than they would have had if you only had four years, right? And they took advantage. And they had a lot of good players, but I I just think the losses for them are too much. Uh, Ohio State looks really solid. But honestly, man, and I, I, 
I'm not trying to be overconfident here. I feel like this it's Alabama and everybody else. I don't I don't I don't buy Notre Dame being in the top, you know, five. Uh I'm curious about Clemson. I think Clemson could be a really good team this year. Um I think last year's season is gonna help motivate them and uh I look for them to kind of be on the rise. And then the question I have is, you know, with Texas A and M is, you know, with all the guy all those players that they just got you know, how's that going to impact them? Are they a year away or are they going to kind of be like Alabama was in 2008 where you're going to turn around and they're going to be in the picture maybe a year ahead of time? Again, Mick Gillespie with Bama Sider on three media. And I got to ask you, it's one of the hot topics today, but about Kel Gundy, I don't know if you've ever had a chance to be around him, but um, that uh, he said he should have never under any, uh, any circumstances have uttered uh, the words that he uh, uttered um, uh, off the screen of a player's iPad during film session last week, uh, resigned, stepped down, and um, there's been a lot of outpouring of affection towards him from former players like Joe Mixon, uh, who had a lot of issues at Oklahoma, uh, said that without him, he would never have made it uh, off the field, on the field, and all aspects of life. And uh, a lot of us have known Kel for a long time. Um, just kind of your take on this whole situation for him and, and, and just kind of what, do you think this is too harsh or just kind of where, where are your thoughts on it? Man, it's so tough in life because in, in this day and age, I mean, think about this, guys. I mean, we're on here talking and broadcasting a show and, you know, we, we spend a lot of time um, saying things and sometimes you say stuff and, and it doesn't come out exactly the way that you want it to and people interpret it to mean something that you didn't mean it to, to you know, come out sometimes people say things and they mean what they're saying and then when they have a chance to think about it they go back and say you know what that's uh you know i i really regret saying that you know and i'm from the school um where you you got to give i i'm i'm from the second chance school i think you you know you, you give people a chance to apologize every single incident is graded differently but i'm definitely not cancel caught culture type guy you know i just we all make mistakes and we all say things that we regret and and we all put all of us no no one's perfect um you know and the players in their reaction kind of tell you how they feel about it and they're the ones that are there they're the ones that have been around them um so you know i hate it because it's something that all of us kind of you know have to you know, think about every time we open our mouths, you know, so, uh, you know, it's a good lesson for anyone in any business in any walk of life that, uh, you know, that things that you say, um, definitely can affect your job status and the way that some people see you. And then there's also, uh, there's also, you know, a group of people who, basically look for this kind of stuff and then when it happens you know it, it, it it's just a rallying point to see someone lose their job and uh that's unfortunate too you know um so well well i, I don't know how this is going to turn out probably not too good for him mick um we just had chris stewart on uh obviously he's going to be uh <laughs> 
replacing Eli Gold as uh, Eli uh, deals with some with some health issues. And and look, I, I, I'm assuming you love Chris just as much as the, the three of us. Um, what what makes him such a good broadcaster, good play by play guy uh, rather than just getting I, I, I kind of know what your reaction would be. Uh, but uh, just give us a little analysis of, of Chris Stewart. Uh, Chris is great. You know, I spent two years doing baseball with Chris um, and worked when I worked at the Crimson Tide Sports Network. I filled in for him on basketball from time to time and loved it. Um, and being an Alabama guy, I remember Chris calling, you know, baseball and basketball when I was a student. And uh, and he was fu- he was funny, like <laughs> – you never knew what would come out of his mouth, you know, in a good way. Like, we're getting killed in the Super Regional against Clemson on the middle game of the three-game series after we won the first game. And we come in from break, and I say, you know, if you're just tuning in, and before I could get out the score, Chris says, tune out. <laughs> you know, he's so funny. He's just such a funny guy, you know, like. He, he is, he so is uh, oh, ready for this opportunity, man. I, I'm I'm really happy for him. I hate that uh, you know that this is kind of the way that you know Eli Gold's career may end, and if he isn't able to come back, and I think that he should work on getting healthy and not calling Bama football because uh, hopefully Eli has many more years of life. Um, but just from a you know from a listening to the radio and wanting to hear the game standpoint i'm really excited about hearing chris stewart and jp and and the rest of those guys i think it's going to be an excellent broadcast we all agree thank you mick we gotta run thanks mick thanks mick okay see you guys yes all right mick gillespie on the jay barker show coming up triple a You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Never miss a moment of the action. Download the free Tide 100.9 app today. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Partially sunny with scattered showers and storms around through the evening hours. The high today, 91. Tonight's low, 72. Tomorrow, a mix of sun and clouds with scattered showers and storms forming again. The high tomorrow, very close to 90. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 89 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Now it's time to introduce Alex. Better than Jay and Matt, that's for sure. All right, Alex Falman, if you don't know, is our uh, he's our intern, uh, UAB broadcasting student, and he brings us kind of some off the wall. Maybe you hadn't heard of stories. What do you got? According to Variety, Top Gun Maverick has surpassed Titanic at the all-time domestic box office, making $662 million. And I still haven't seen it. Jay, have you seen it? Maverick? Oh, yeah, definitely. It was great. And I thought they did a great job of tying back into uh, the old, uh, or the first one that was done uh, back in the, with the 80s, I guess. Um, you know, look, it's, I'm not surprised by it. I mean, everybody I've talked to, it seems like, has, has seen it besides you, Matt. 
<laughs> I guess so. Lars, have you seen Maverick? I have not yet. No, well, I not. suggest that we go together. That probably just wouldn't look right. All right, number three. Y'all, y'all should go. Uh, go, to the, go to Lux on the Lakeshore. Big screen. It's awesome. Good sound? Yes, unbelievable. What you got, Alex? NFL Network insider Ian Rappaport has reported that Los Angeles Rams quarterback Matthew Stafford has been dealing with bad tendonitis in his throwing elbow. It's unusual for a quarterback in the NFL. You usually see it in uh, Major League Baseball players. Yeah, Jay, uh, I, I, I was thinking of you when I first saw this story because I wanted to ask you, is this a big deal? Because it kind of it kind of feels like it could be for Stafford. Yeah, I mean, anytime you have a tendonitis, especially in the elbow, I mean, shoulders, a lot of times you can kind of get get around it, but um, the elbow can be really, really tough. So, I mean, I, I hope that they can figure out, um, I mean, I hope it's not surgery needed. Maybe it's, um, you know, they shoot him up with some things that can help him inside that will give him some relief uh, over the year and then continue to strengthen it and do the things he's got to do in rehab in order to come back from this. Well, he's been up 15 years, and I don't think there's anybody yeah. out there since Elway that throws harder than he does or or can if he needs to. Yeah, that, that, that one throw he made in the Super Bowl where uh, his eyes were looking in one direction and he threw it in another and got it to Cooper Cup over the middle, uh, that was a little disheartening if you were a Bengals Yeah, fan. I know, but, um, uh, and, I, you know, I was pulling for your Bengals. We watched it together, but it didn't disappoint me that Stafford won. Yeah, Super Bowl. All right, yeah. um, he's Alex. a good guy. You know what? He's a good guy. I, I did a story. Like did a story on Matt when he was at Georgia, and one I could not believe how big he is. He is a really oh, big man. And, and 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 two, just uh, just just nice, down to earth, and um, I'm I'm happy for him. Is he a Hall of Famer, Jay? Real quick. Uh, I'm not. I'm not ready to go there yet. <laughs> but uh, he he yeah. he's done well. I mean, what he did at the Lions. I mean, under under the the amount of talent that he had around him, and uh, for a while he, he had Calvin. But uh, you know, this is one of those things that I, I think we just will take a little bit of time. But uh, man, what a great game! You're right. That one throw was unbelievable. Alex, number three, uh, Cleveland Cleveland Browns running back Kareem Hunt requested a trade, and the team told him that it will not grant his request. He has one year remaining on his deal. Yeah, they're going to have to deal him uh, because he doesn't want to be behind Nick Chubb. And I think Nick Chubb is going to emerge as uh, the top running back in the AFC this uh, this season. But, uh, yeah, uh, it's my expectation, Jay, that he'll, he'll be traded. I mean, what's that do to the locker room if you have a guy who is just, you know, uh, not happy and formally requested a trade can can ownership can ownership just ignore that and and hope it gets better yeah i mean they can't ignore it i mean i think the biggest thing is that you know the locker room doesn't really pay but I mean, they pay attention to some of that stuff but they know that it's business and that he's doing doing his business um but still they want him there but they, they got a great one nick chubb so I, I think that um you know if you're probably the team you're looking a way to deal them well, all right, gentlemen. Thank you for your time. Alex, as always, appreciate your segment. Lars, uh, have a, a wonderful day. Jay, you too. And uh, you what do you say we gather back in 22 hours and do this all over again? Let's do it. Hi, this is Wes McLean.